This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Good morning and welcome back to WSHIT's Heaven at Eleven. Each Sunday morning, we bring you the good word of the Lord, live from our local church, the Baptist of the Holy Jokester. And now, let's drop in as Jim Stanridge gives his sermon this morning. Hey, 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 don't, don't, don't you lay your head back. I, I'm, I'm important. I'm somebody. Now, you might do your English teacher that way, but I'm not teaching English. I'm teaching eternal life here. I love you. You know I love you. Have I convinced you I love you? Uh, yeah, you better you better nod your head. Yes, all right. Come on, put it out there. All right, you stay awake and you listen to me. You say, well, he may never come back. Well, he ain't here now. And where have you been, Mr. Underwood? And I noticed on the calendar I'm supposed to marry y'all. What makes you think I'd marry you? You're one of the sorriest church members I have. You're not worth 15 cents. And you want me to marry you to her? And you want to marry him, and he don't even know where he belongs, and you don't even know where you belong. Now, uh, let me tell you all, everybody here, how much I love these kids. Do you know I love you, sir? Stand up, big boy. Do you know I love you? All right. All right, give me a little love. Absolutely inspirational. We'll take this quick commercial break and be back with WSHIT's Heaven at Eleven. In early 2020, the world shut down. Stores, restaurants, schools, and whole communities shut their doors in an effort to protect human life. As the world quickly changed, one man went on Facebook to get a degree in internet epidemiology. Brian, along with his lab assistant, Hotley, are curing coronavirus by commenting on fake news and reposting recipes of secret virus cures from a friend of a friend who works high up in government. Join Brian and Hoadley as they discuss the world and life during this forced interruption. Learning, laughing, and loving in the 
this real-life commercial break. On this episode of The Commercial Break. I've seen some of these people who do some of this voice work, and it's like... They don't look like Rachel. They are they are exactly <laughs> where they need to be. No. So I'm willing to put on the mask even though I look like a fucking idiot. I look uglier than I already am. It's an inconvenience, and I don't like it, but I'm going to do it. I also don't like to stop at stop signs, but I do it, you little punk. <laughs> Tom Petty was very against the Trump campaign using his, his song. I won't back down. He, he was, and he's dead. And he's so dead. you know he's really against it. <laughs> the next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Yeah, I'm proud of her, and I'm excited to see what she does with the, um, with the podcast. And uh, good for her. So, yes, yeah, but you know, we, we have superstar guests like <laughs> Rachel McGrath on our podcast, <laughs> which was super fun. And I really enjoyed it. And I hope that people go and watch our cooking show because it actually is pretty fucking good. Oh, uh, my God. Did you watch? Yes. Oh, yeah. She's yeah? been showing me some some behind the scenes stuff for a while. Some and raw I've footage. Been, I've been encouraging. Raw. She's so good. She's like meant for the camera. So she is meant for the camera. She really She's tailor made for the camera. Her voice, <laughs> it, you know, I've seen some of these people who do some of this voice work yeah. and it's like they are they don't look they're like exactly Rachel. where they need to be. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're exactly no. where they need to be, which is right it's like me, right behind the microphone, <laughs> no video. Period end of sentence. You know what I got a whiff of right before we came on air, uh, or earlier today? I got a whiff of a cigarette. And I don't know where it came from. I, maybe someone in my neighborhood was smoking a cigarette or something, and it just kind of wafted over in my general direction. Mm-hmm. And I went, I literally went fucking crazy. I was like, oh, my God. Smoking sounds like a really good thing I should pick up during the pandemic. <laughs> smoking. <laughs> Let's pick that back up. <laughs> yes. I'm okay, with, I'm okay with the fact that I quit sm- smoking a long time ago. But for some reason, every once in a blue moon, if the, you know, if Jupiter is in retraction or whatever they call it and you know pisces is in the southern sky and someone is smoking a cigarette it hits me in a way that i don't think i'll ever get over i think i'll always have that just that slightest bit urge to pick up a pack of cigarettes and smoke it doesn't that sound nice to just pick up a pack of cigarettes and smoke it right now (laughs) during the pandemic oh my god well i mean i smoked for a long time but yeah it's it's kind of i'm kind of I'm kind of done with it, but every once in a while, you know, somebody's smoking and I do kind of have a nostalgic reaction. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for the fact that this fucking disease was a goddamn respiratory disease, then yeah, I think that I might have picked I, I up smoking. Think about that too. Yeah. yeah. That and I have children and it's just not a good example. Right. For them. I mean, they'll learn someday. Someday they're going to pick up a cigarette and smoke it. I just know, but I don't want that to be at two years old. I want to push it back to like five or six when I started smoking cigarettes. Right. TCBpodcast.com is where you to go to listen to all the episodes. You can read show notes. That's on the show blog. So go to TCB blog, which is linked to the website. And that's where you can get all the show notes and links to all of our interviews and past episodes and all that stuff. You'll find all of that detailed stuff in the show notes. We have a great company that does that for us. Uh, drop us an email and we will respond or we may respond, but we do that in one show at a time every couple of months. So don't feel like we're ignoring you. We'll get to that eventually. You can follow us on social media at The Commercial Break on IG. We have a Facebook page. Go ahead and like that and please subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes on your favorite podcast platform. 
platform. And if you're so inclined, and if you feel like you're having a really good day, and if you just love to hear our silky smooth voices every Wednesday morning, leave a review because it just strokes our ego in a way you can't imagine. Chrissy and I talk about it for an entire week. Every one interview that you leave is like two weeks of conversation for Chrissy and I. So please leave a <laughs> review yeah. so that we have something to talk about and talk oh, about. Yeah. And if you like to, Oh, good Ooh, morning. Yes. And welcome to WSHIT's <laughs> morning cup of Joe <laughs> with Jim Akers and Dandy Danderson. I love Dandy Danderson. Dandy Danderson. That guy is just like, He's a cute one, isn't he? He is. Uh, if, <laughs> he's a dandy. <laughs> he's a dandy. <laughs> isn't that what they used to say? You guys that were effeminate, they'd call him a dandy? Mm-hmm, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's a derogatory term, so please don't write no. say how I'm being homophobic because I'm not homophobic. No, that's actually his name. Yeah, his name is Dandy Danderson. <laughs> that is actually it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. I didn't make it up. It just happens to be his name. <laughs> Two more things. If you want to be on the uh, show, you can go to the Contact Us page on the website. Drop us your information and your phone number. And in a future episode, we'll take some uh, listener calls and we'll let you know when that is. And we'll give you the information on how to call in. Also, if you want to email us with your email address and say, I want to be on the newsletter, We'll send a newsletter once a month. That's it. We don't sell your information. We won't inundate you. We promise only to email you once a month because, quite frankly, that's how lazy I am. I'll just email you once a month, <laughs> and you'll get a free – I say a free. Everything's free. It's like I'm charging for the podcast. you get a free <laughs> hour of content. But wait. <laughs> but wait. More. There's more. you get a free newsletter, and you get a free podcast every Wednesday. <laughs> Call now. Call now. <laughs> I had my mom over to the house over the fucking weekend. <clears throat> I don't know why I said fucking weekend. <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to say fucking weekend. You know, they say that people who curse are much more intelligent than people who don't curse. So I must be on a roll because I just cuss like a sailor. And That's damn right. I didn't know where. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Shit yeah. Shit yeah. <laughs> Before I get to the story about my mom, I was watching this video right before we came on air. The audio is not interesting or I would play it, but... This guy in Orlando, now in Orlando, the county has ruled that you, or I I guess made a rule that you must wear masks when you're out in public and not eating and around other people within six feet of of people. Good, good. Amen. Amen. Listen, I'm done with this mask bullshit. Wear a fucking mask. Yeah, just wear it. I don't understand what the big deal is. It's not about you getting sick. It's about you not spreading the disease to other people. I'm reading the New York Times says, had this interesting article about thousands of scientists and doctors around the world who gathered data uh, six months into this pandemic now. And one thing that's clear is your chances of getting it from a grocery store or putting your hand on a doorknob that someone else put their hand that they were sick, your chances of getting it that way are very small. Mm -hmm. The only way that you can, the only, the big chances of you getting it the majority of people are getting it because they are inhaling it in a viral load that is large. Mm-hmm. The only way or the best way that anybody knows how to stop that viral load from actually in, you know, aerosolizing itself outside of the body is by wearing a mask. And not, it's not about you inhaling the disease. We all know that. Okay, it's, you know, the mask isn't going to protect you all that well if you're around somebody who has a disease. It's about stopping the viral load coming out of you. Can we all stop fucking being babies about this and just wear the it's fucking mask? It's really weird, Brian. I know I was watching just for observation purposes, the Trump rally on Saturday night. 
And again, yeah, we don't have to get all political, but I just wanted to, for observation purposes, watch it to see exactly how many people turned out and who were these people going there without masks on. And I'm just watching it. And as I'm sitting there looking at these people, I'm like, it's this, this is for your health. This is for That's your it. health. And this is not they even like handed out to repress no. you or stop you from being free. This is actually for your health and for everyone else's health. Like it's a health thing. It's non-denominational. We're we're not. There's no religion, poli- politics, anything. This is a health hazard. So I'm just confused. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Preach on, sister. I'm confused. Listen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Uh, We'll get into the Trump thing now and we'll go back to we'll go we'll go back to my mom later. We'll get into the Trump thing now because I was going to review this. Mm -hmm. Listen, they even handed out masks as people were walking into the auditorium and people dropped the masks. I would say that one out of every 10 people was wearing a mask. And I applaud those one out of 10 people because I know that the pressure to not wear a mask must have been incredible because for some fucking reason, this is all of a sudden a political thing. Like you don't believe in freedom if you wear a mask. I cannot smoke a cigarette at a fucking Chuck E. Cheese. You know why? It's bad for my health. It's against the rules. I cannot blow a stop sign. I have to stay within the lanes on the fucking highway. I cannot murder somebody. There are plenty of things that I cannot do but i still live in a free country i have to pay my taxes and all the other good jazz this is yet one small minor inconvenience for a temporary period of time it has nothing to do with my fucking freedom it has to do with my life mm-hmm. i want to live and so do you regardless of what you say i'm willing to die for the pandemic if it means that the blah 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 and the bullshit in the economy okay i agree with you now i'm on your side about this one we cannot close down the economy for an mm-hmm. indefinite amount of time sure. but if we're going to get back to work and things are going to work in a manner in which everybody feels relatively safe one of the things that we have to do is protect each other from dumbassery and dumbassery <laughs> is not wearing a fucking mask get over it get over yourself stop with the political bullshit Put on a mask and just leave it alone. Stop talking about it. You're making it into a political statement when it has nothing to do with politics. It has to do with whether or not we die by drowning in our own fucking spit. Yeah. And I, for one, don't want to do it. Don't want my mom to do it. Don't want my dad to do it. And I certainly don't want my newborn baby to do it. So I'm willing to put on the mask even though I look like a fucking idiot. I look uglier than I already am. It's an inconvenience and I don't like it, but I'm going to do it. I also don't like to stop at stop signs, but I do it, you little punk. <laughs> yeah, no, we, I've got a, I got a couple of fashionable um, masks. Yeah, me too. Yeah, they make them in good. You want to wear your wear your Make America Great Again mask or whatever whatever. you want to do. God bless you. If that's what you want to do to politicize this, then do it. Just wear that. Wear that America Make America Great Again mask. Yeah, or or wear a mask that says I hate wearing this fucking mask. Yeah, something. Make Make it it punk rock. Be like you know, fuck masks. Yeah. Yeah. Wear a mask that says fuck masks yeah. and make it political. Here's the crazy thing about this Trump rally. And I, d- I don't want to get too political on this show because I know there's a lot of varied. There's a lot of people that listen to us internationally. They may or may not be all that interested in what happens to politics in America. And I, this is there's plenty of other people you can go to if you want political opinions, people that are much smarter than, mm-hmm. than me or Chrissy on this whole matter. So I'm not going to get into the politics of it. But I will say this, like them or leave them. Donald Trump is really good at getting a bunch of people to show up and having a fucking party in the form of a rally. That's why I think partly why he got elected is because he can really put on a show. And mm-hmm. I I will admit that with 
freely. I freely admit that he puts on a show. I don't particularly care for the type of show that he puts on, but he did it and he did it with cunning and professionalism. He, it was like he just took politics and these rallies to a whole new level back in 2016. People got really excited. And for the most part, he filled arenas across the country. And he would do it like night after night after night. The guy just went. He's 82 years old. And he just kept going like a fucking Energizer bunny. So for six months now, or at least five months, he has been sidelined by the quarantine, by his own quarantine, by his own people. They've said, don't go out there. Don't do this. So his, uh, for the people that don't live in this country, his big return to the rallies, the big like filling an arena like a rock star rally, was this last Saturday in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I won't even get into why that's just a stupid fucking right. thing to do. But yeah, yeah, 20,000 seat arena in Tulsa, Oklahoma, as well as a huge area, like a huge street where they expected up to 500,000 people were going to descend upon Oklahoma because that's what they were telling everybody. They were saying that the Trump campaign was like, listen, we've gotten a million ticket requests for this 20,000 seat arena. So we're going to put a big fucking stage outside and we're going to have two rallies. We're going to have one outside for everybody that can't get into the arena. You know, it'll be a short little presentation and then we'll go inside and we'll do the real deal yeah. and we'll broadcast it around the world and all the news channels will cover it and blah, blah, blah. And then Saturday arrives. And by the way, people did line up days and days before, like, mm -hmm. you know, by, on, by Monday, this happened on Saturday, by Monday, people are like lining up, you know, Camping all out. around the arena, yep. having fun, you know, doing their thing, not wearing masks, not wearing masks. <laughs> just, yeah, just a general, like, just a general party atmosphere, right? Party. Wearing their AK-47s. <laughs> so, Let's rest dying. So Woo! Yeah. Woo. But hey, listen, I, I don't want to argue this point too much because there are a lot of protesters out there that are getting awful close to each other, too. And while I think that there's while I think it's much better that you're out there protesting, in other words, I think the cause, uh, the means justify the ends as far as the protests are concerned. I still get concerned about everyone being in a big, mm -hmm. in, you know, where they're all crowded together. But you do see a lot of those protesters are wearing masks. They're doing no social distancing, but they are wearing masks. They are. Going to a Trump rally, you can watch that on TV. Like Donald could get up on TV and he could do that. He yeah. doesn't need to do that. So Donald shows up on Saturday and bef and he's supposed to have this whole street is supposed to be cordoned off. 100,000 people are supposed to be outside. They couldn't get into the arena. He's going to have this big festival-like show. 26 people, 26 people showed up on this street. Mm -hmm. So two hours before the rally even starts, it's clear that at least on the outside, no one has shown up like the hundred thousand people that they expected did not materialize in any way, shape or form. Right. And inside the re the arena, less than 7,000 people yep. out of the 20,000 people that could fit in there showed up. And there is some conversation about how maybe even a good chunk of those people are actually just a part of the Trump campaign anyway, in yep. some way, shape or form. I don't want to get into all the bullshit, right? I, it's, I don't know if it's true or it's not true that people are paid or not paid to go there or whatever. Yeah. But the reality is, is that Trump took a dump right there on his, <laughs> like, Trump had a really shitty rally, especially in, in during his standards. It was zero, zero, oh, yeah. basically a zero. He got an F, a big fat flying F. And then he went on for two hours and talked about crazy talk. I don't even know what the guy was talking about. I did watch some of it. I did too. But here's yeah. what's crazy, Hoadley. Do you know why 
so many, so few people showed up. So many seats were empty. Have you heard about this TikTok I shit? I do, and that's because I've got a 15 and an 18 year old stepdaughter. I have two. Were they doing? Oh this? yeah, they had told me about I mean, this the oh, week wow. before and said, you know. Listen, and this is just kind of in passing one night as we're all making dinner together. And they said, Hey, there's this thing going around, and everybody's getting, everybody's going to request Trump, you know, rally tickets, and and then, and then he'll be left with nobody coming. And I was like, That's pretty genius. I didn't know if it would work. I didn't know if it would work. It seems to have worked. (laughs) I think it really worked. I mean, I find it funny that in a place like Tulsa, Oklahoma, kind of a Republican stronghold, that so very few people showed up. I actually think that this TikTok thing really got there. So if you don't know what we're talking about, about a week and a half or, or whenever, two weeks before when they opened up the ticket request, which is essentially you could text in or you could go online and you can just request tickets. There's very little vetting. You just basically got to give them a name, yeah, information, a phone number, and then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they send you the ticket via, you know, whatever, I don't know, they send it to you via email, and there you go, you scan it when you walk in, it's free, they're not paying for it. So a couple weeks before, when they opened up the ticket request, an older woman on TikTok, and I wish I could give her credit or, or say her name, but I don't remember what it was, an older woman made a video that, that spread to about 700 other people, and she said, hey, you're on TikTok, you're a bunch of youngsters, you want to get, you want to get involved politically, Stop this bullshit, right? Donald from Trump home. is showing up, yeah, from home. You can do this. Like yeah. she gave him the idea that they that all these people on TikTok, all these youngsters on TikTok should basically request tics, tickets and then not show up. So a no-show protest is what she called it. And within a couple of hours, there were like hundreds of thousands of people that were spreading this like wide wildfire and they would make the video, it would go up for a few seconds and then they would delete it so that it couldn't be tracked, so that no one person was getting tracked. So essentially they were just sharing it and then deleting it really quick and it was spreading like wildfla- wildfire, <laughs> wildflower, like a wildflower. Growing like wildflowers. Speaking of wildflowers, in the Tom wind. Petty was very against the Trump campaign using his <laughs> song. I won't back down. He, he was, and he's dead. And he so you know he's really against it. <laughs> Right. (laughs) You know you're against something when you reach up from the grave and go, hey, Donald, stop using my shit. I don't approve. I won't back down. Uh, So this worked. And by some accounts, 10,000 of the 13,000 tickets that didn't get used were because these kids were asking for them. And they, but the thing is, is that they also requested in huge numbers, these these tickets, so because of that, the Trump campaign felt like they had really booked this place out. So mm-hmm. the guys who were in charge of this, the heads must have rolled when they got back onto Air Force One after the show, because, you know, Donald does not like to be embarrassed. No. And man, was he. He could not lie about this. This was clear, even from the Fox, you know, camera angle that the, yeah. many of these seats were open. But here's what's weird. And I'll tell you, I went on Craigslist the day before the rally. And I went to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I went to the Oklahoma Craigslist and I looked up Donald Trump rally tickets because I was interested to see if anyone was selling them and if they were for how much. Yeah. I saw a posting and the posting said, I have 25 VIP tickets behind the stage where the camera angle is. No, you know, don't troll me. No Democrats. I don't want any of that bullshit. I am high up in the organization. 
I have these, they're real, they're free. All you got to do is agree to come down and pick them up. This was like hours mm -hmm. before this rally was supposed to start. Somebody was giving out what they called VIP tickets, which meant behind the stage. And it was an opportunity to meet the like, I don't know, the campaign manager or whatever. He would come by and say, hello, you would be sitting next to the big wigs. Mike Pence would be there, whatever. So whatever was going on, I think that maybe few people, maybe it wasn't at, maybe even if TikTok had nothing to do with this, right, that the campaign rally would not have been filled. But here's what's interesting, too. And here's where I get interested, Hudley. Mm -hmm. Pay attention. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at rapt attention. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok, you have no choice. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have you every Monday for an hour. Here you are. Uh, TikTok apparently has a bunch of fans on there for this K-pop group. Oh, do you know about yes, this? Yes, I do. K-popers? I know about the K-popers. Yeah, yep. okay. Okay, K-pop, for any of those who don't know, K-pop stands for Korean pop, Korean pop music. And apparently, these K-pop people who are pumping out these, you know, it's like a Ford Motor Company just stamping out cars, only they're young musicians that they stamp out, like the Backstreet Boys or Sync or whatever, but it's the Korean version of this. Yes. And they are wildly popular, like wildly. all around the world. Mm -hmm. they, get, they get like a billion views on their, on their YouTube channels for one video. But this happens repeatedly. And there's like one company, JYPE or something, that, that's putting out all of these little bands that they put together, but they're not bands. They're like singing, you know, they singing groups that are good looking. And, you know, they have the, the rock star one and the bad one and the good one and the pretty <laughs> one, and, you know, just like a stereotypical boy band. Bullshit. On for thousands of years. It's the old formula. <laughs> That's right. Who was that creepy dude who was putting them together back in the nineties who put together in sync. Do you remember that guy? Oh, He was yeah. like that fat roly poly dude he that also happened trouble. to be jacking them off in the back. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was he was not not paying his taxes, stealing money from investors, mm -hmm. and then he was also, you know, <laughs> giving head yeah. to some of the Backstreet Boys or something. Super shady. Yeah, he was a fucking creep, dude. Mm -hmm. So, I on Saturday, as I learn of the stands, the K-pop stands that they call them stands. I guess they're stands, fans of this particular group. What's the one big K-pop group, the boy band? I know? don't know that far. I know about K-pop, but I don't know okay. the actual names. Okay. I'm sorry. For, I mean, we don't have a ton of young listeners, but I'm sorry for anybody that's listening that I don't know this information, but you got to understand I'm about 28 years outside of the demographic <laughs> of <Yes>. K-pop. <laughs> But I did do this. I went and started doing some research because I was super interested in K-pop and in this phenomenon. And what I found was is there's a boy version of this, or a couple of boy versions of this. There's a couple of girl versions of this. And one of the girl versions is called Twice. And I got to be honest. I'm kind of into Twice. Mm -hmm. Twice is like these 20-something Korean girls that made it through some gauntlet of a television show since they, they, you know, they're groomed at like since they're age 16 and then they go through this television show. It's kind of like American Idol yep. meets the real world meets, you know, whatever. Uh, what is it? Uh, the television show on CBS, the big house or the house oh, or my big house brother? or whatever, where they're all living. Big, big brother. brother, right? So it's like, yeah, it's like the musical version of big brother mm -hmm. and they all go through this. And then if they win or if they get chosen, then they get to be in this, k-pop band and this particular one is called twice and youtube has a documentary series on twice about how they all are coming up through the ranks and i just gotta say something holy i'm 100 in love with twice nice because 
I'm, it's twice, twice as, as nice. nice. It's twice as nice. Yes. <laughs> but they really can sing, and they do have yep. some very cute personalities in there. And you know, they, this is fun how they watch how they like backbite each other, and <laughs> one's exhausted, and the other one's tired. But they all pull together in the end, and they give each other hugs, and they just get through it because that's what it's about. They have twice as much love. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that I do think this K-pop thing is pretty fucking cute. Yeah, I'm just you know, I'm for I it. Say that I'm totally for it. Yeah, I'm for it 100. Mm-hmm. percent I am not anti-K-pop in any way. And I do have to say that I'll I'm I'll be very glad when my daughter comes into this world, so it'll seem a little less creepy that I'm watching YouTube videos <laughs> of a K-pop band called Twice. It'll still be creepy, Brian. But I know. <laughs> let's not get ourselves. And here's the creepiest part: is that one version is in the is in English, like in English subtitles, but they have another one that has no fucking subtitles whatsoever. And I couldn't find the last episode of the show in English, so I just watched it in Korean, feeling like I knew them well enough now that I would be able to interpret what was going on just by their body language. Yes. And here's the part here's the thing i was able to interpret exactly what's going on <laughs> in the conclusion of twice you know for road to fame or whatever the episode whatever the show was called because i had <laughs> interpreted the body language that's right i was one with twice mm-hmm. good so there you go Branching congratulations out. to the yeah i yeah, am you know i <laughs> i'm gonna have a young daughter pretty soon and she's gonna be into all this shit my son is already singing every one of the Disney Junior hits. It's day after day. He never stops. Mm-hmm. If he gets a free moment, here's here's what it sounds like in my house. Da 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 and then here's the beginning of one of the songs is da 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 da. It's time to fly with tots, right? It's a show called Tots, right? Uh huh. So this is it. This is his sentence. This is what he puts together now. Da 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 da. Yes, boy. May how can I help you? Dd. Yes, I know. There's dd. Dd. Okay. What do you want to do? Dd. Tots. So he'll just and he just repeats it over and over again, right? I might be sitting there working, clanking away on my computer. Da 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 dee dee tats. That's cute. And he won't stop. It's so cute. Oh my god! I, gotta, I should probably get a video and then we play it on the audio yes. on air. It is cute, but when it happens three to four hundred times a day, <laughs> and you any you know, yeah, a puppy's cute, <laughs> you know, yes. until you have to clean up its shit and it barks all the time, mm-hmm. right? So. uh <laughs> He's he's not, not talking about blue, are you? No, I'm not talking about blue. blue by the way, if anybody wants a dog, <laughs> like in the Netherlands, <laughs> but he's where I can't hear her bark. <laughs> I worked at a McDonald's and the fryers would back in the 90s when I was a kid, right? And I think I, I think I told, yeah. said this when I was 14 or 15, and the fryers would make this noise. Every time the fries would be ready. Mm-hmm. And we worked at a really busy McDonald's, especially over the weekend. You'd never not have fries. Oh, yeah. Burning They're it my favorite thing from McDonald's. Trap. Absolutely. Oh, my God. The fries at McDonald's. But they are just like eat everything. I've tried yeah, they, a go gourmet, but just nothing nah, really beats nah. the McDonald's fries. Yeah, all these chefs try and make the, their fries taste as, as good or tastier. There's no better thing on earth. That has to do with a potato mm. than a McDonald's mm. French fry. I'm just going to say that. But anyway, so these things, they, they're so good. So they beep and they beep and they beep and they beep. 
And then you'd go home at night and you'd have dreams about the beeps, right? So this dog has been barking for like seven and a half years now. And I can't get the barking out of my head. Like I'll go on a run and the dog will be barking in my head. And we're talking about my dog, Blue, who is a Yorkie, who is just the cutest little thing. I mean, she, her face is just oh, so cute. She you, is. Yeah, yeah she's just a little doll, but she will not shut the fuck up for one second. She barks at everything. I move to go to the bathroom. She barks. I close the door. She barks. I open the door. She barks. I take a step to the right. She barks. I step to the left. She barks. And she doesn't do this with my wife. She doesn't do it with my wife at all. And she loves my son. She's really good with my son. But every time I think about anything, if I think she barks. And so, uh, so that's obnoxious. <laughs> totally obnoxious. So anyway, wrapping it back around, I want to say congratulations to the K-pop fans. Yes. So I know we're a big part of this yes, stunt, and I think that this is something we should look out for coming up in the 2020 political election cycle, because I do think that Donald Trump is going to have to find a way. Here's the thing that I, that I really found interesting. Why is Donald Trump beating the youngsters at their own game? You know, he was so successful in 2016 at making the internet his bitch and basically just riling people up to a point that they went to the polls and they voted him into office in what seemed a most unlikely candidacy. Mm -hmm. Why has Donald Trump, an 87-year-old man, or however old he is, <laughs> an 87-year-old man beating... Is he in his 70s? Yeah, let's put him in his 80s there. Oh, I thought he was in his 80s. <laughs> wow, he looks horrible for his 70s. I mean, that guy just looks, he well, just looks The presidency sick. always ages people. I've yeah, no, that's that. true. I have to, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And he's not the worst looking president we've ever had. So, I mean, we've had some pretty ugly presidents and Donald's, you know, they all get pudgy and ugly, except for Obama. He stayed really skinny. No, he just, got, he just got cooler. He just got cooler but, uh, as, the, as the years went on. Man, I, <laughs> I love him. I, I get older and they stay the same. Whenever I see him, I'm um, like, I miss you. I miss you. <laughs> I know. I just, I don't, it's not even that I miss Obama specifically. I didn't agree with everything Obama sure. had to say or do either. It's that I miss some semblance of sanity. Yeah. Now, I know that people who are on the extreme right were going absolutely bonkers because of, uh, Obama, and maybe things didn't seem normal to them. And I know people on the extreme left just loved the guy to death. I am not uh, of either of those two parties. And so I just really want to vote for who I think is the best candidate. I agree. Or who I mm -hmm. think will do the best job. Yep. And so I didn't love everything Obama was about, but I, I did like his presidency. And I felt like we were headed in the right direction in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm while he was in office. And I do miss that. I just miss the feeling, the sensation that I didn't, wasn't waking up in the morning to the next big clusterfuck mm. that was coming our mm. way because Donald is just all over the place. I, I say to Donald, like, Donald, go back to that wonderful hotel you have down there in Doral. Go back there, be with your beautiful wife, you know, yep. go on Stern, rate women, do whatever it is you were doing before the presidency. Just go back and do that. You don't want to do this. It's too much fucking stress, well, man. I know. And it's too I, much stress. You don't have to worry about it. people are going to show up and not show up. And Honestly, I mean, I just, I was thinking of the irony of the whole thing because, and again, I know probably we're getting off on a political rant, but there's just so much going on right now that I feel like we, it's, just, it's topical. Um, but I was looking I at know. his crowd in the audience at the rally and I thought how ironic because you know to me growing up 
the Donald's been around for a while, and he's always been this, you know, suave New York, upper crust real estate guy that was, you know, said what he meant and meant what he said and whatever. And he had You're the correct. money to do it yeah. and whatever. But he wasn't like when I looked out at the audience for his rally, I'm like, these people. That's not his audience. He would Those not are not his people. He would not be hanging with these people. Uh, and, no, and no they wouldn't. He would. They wouldn't I be at his hotel. These people are they? They yeah. seem like idiots for not wearing masks and going to this thing. But I mean, they just were not his type of people throughout his whole career that I've watched in the news. You're you're one hundred percent right about that. You bring up a fantastic point, which is Donald Trump. If you Middle America, my Southern friends, my Middle American friends, my kind of middle of the road, good old boy friends if you think for one second that donald trump is your guy he's you might he might be your guy but you're not his guy he doesn't give a fuck about you he doesn't care about you one bit you would not be allowed at his golf club you would not be allowed to sit at dinner dollars to get into his golf club now a year and he's you know really it's he's really relating to the people as he's sitting there talking about his leather shoes that he was slipping on as he was going down the ramp i'm like what flying i'm sure all those people can really relate all his italian leather made shoes I know. Do you know how much my arm hurt when I was putting it up and down like this? I had 600 West Point candidates, uh, graduates that I had to salute. Two at a time. It's like, Donald, those motherfuckers are going to, yeah, two at a time. So that means 300 times, Donald, not 600 times. First of all, just doing some simple math. Don't get me wrong. But here's the other thing, you twad, is that these people are about to go, most of them, about to go put their life on the line for this country, and you can't be bothered. Mm Mm-hmm to salute them one time in their entire life. They are the best of the best that they are going to lead our men and women into bloody, nasty, crazy wars that we haven't even, we don't even know about yet. They're going to do that in the future and you can't be bothered or it hurts your arm too much to lift it 600 times. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've never served in the military, so I'm not going to get all pious here, but if, uh, but I do firmly stand behind our soldiers Mm -hmm. because I think they're great men and women. Even if the wars aren't great, I believe that the men and women who put on those uniforms are doing it for all the right reasons, 99.999% of the time. And if they said, hey, Brian, host of the commercial break, would you do us a favor and go and be the honorary, you know, uppity up at the West Point graduate ceremony? Because I see that happening anytime soon. (laughs) Would you please... Uh, salute, salute each one of these graduates. Fuck yeah, I would. And, and I wouldn't, there, there would be no complaints coming out of my mouth. I complain about a lot of shit, but this is not one of the things I would complain about. Yep. He spent 45 minutes telling a story about how much his arm hurt yep. and how bad, you know, how much trouble he had lifting his arm 600 times so that he could make an excuse as to why he couldn't lift a cup of water to his face. Now, I don't know, and I'm not going to sit here on this show and pretend to know what's wrong or right with Donald Trump's health. But, buddy, you sounding so fucking petty, it, it just puts you way out of touch with the people that you're trying to serve. And I hope, I honestly hope that some of the people that support him that were watching that, that they see right through that, that they go, hey, this is not my guy. Now, I'm not saying Joe Biden is either. Don't get me wrong. I saw a commercial on YouTube for Joe Biden. The guy, is, I see a commercial on YouTube for Joe Biden every time I get on my YouTube app on my phone. And I don't know why I'm getting served this ad every time, but I'm getting, and here's Joe Biden. 
Hi, I'm Joe Biden. Two for there while uh, can you donate five dollars? That's exactly what he says. He literally fumbles the first 15 words of the ad. And I'm like, if you're going to spend a kabillion dollars on a YouTube ad like this, serving it to me every time, don't, don't you think you could just go back and do it the right way? I mean, Joe seems a little foggy to me. So don't, you know, don't think that I'm getting all, you know, crazy about Joe Biden either. But Donald, spending 45 minutes to alienate yourself from your own crowd seems ridiculous. Yeah. The truth is you did kind of slotch down for anybody that doesn't know, he was at West Point and he was doing the ceremony for the West Point graduates. West Point graduates will be the leaders of our future armed services, right? That's like a military school and it's very prestigious here in the United States. So he went and he oversaw the graduation and he was complaining on Saturday night at the rally at Tulsa that he had to salute. That is literally raising your arm up to your forehead that he had to salute 600 of these graduates. He complained for 45 minutes about this. Mm -hmm. It must have gone on for fucking ever. At the end of it, he had to walk down a ramp. Yeah, he made kind of fun of his general too. Yeah, I mean, just the whole fucking thing. It was awful. I, I was just like, what? It was awful. Uh, so, like, way to way to unite so the if country you're about during a time of he did, fire and looting and racial injustice. He doesn't know how to do it. Sexual, hardly. you know, uh, the Me Too movement has gone on during his presidency. All of this, I mean, and it's just it's awful. He can't. He gets on there and talks about his freaking walking down the ramp and being able to drink a glass of water. Then he drank a glass of water and threw it into the audience. I was like, what? I know, as if <laughs> right. <laughs> Guy is on <laughs> so if you're a supporter of of Trump, probably I mean, certainly we welcome you here. Trump. No, I don't. I don't. You, you probably are not a supporter of this show. That's fine. That's true because my satire is can be biting of toward Trump, but I'm just calling it like I see it. It's just common sense as far as I'm concerned. If you're a supporter of Trump and you can't see through this bullshit, I mean. I, I don't know. Yeah. So whatever. We'll we'll move on to greener pastures. I had my mom over Speaking this Speaking of greener pastures, last name Speaking is green. Speaking of greener pastures. Your last name is green, so let's <laughs> go to your pasture. <laughs> so I had my mom over this weekend, and, you know, she comes over to see the little boy. And or that's what she says. Come over to see the little boy, and then, you know, we'll order some pizza. And we've been doing this every couple, of, uh, every week since she's gotten out of quarantine, because she lives in a retirement home, and they were really mm. locked down pretty seriously over there. And luckily, they didn't have any cases of COVID over Good. there, which was we're all grateful for, right? But she's still pretty much locked down. She can just get out of the house and come over here. So she comes over, and I got to say this. I've learned something about being a parent, and I don't know if you feel this as a step parent, but I know this as being a parent. And you're the children that you're a stepmom to are much older, right? So you may not get this as much. But it seems like everybody who's ever had a child becomes the third parent of my fucking child <laughs> every time that they walk into the door. That's probably and I'm honestly, me with my nephews <laughs> who are two and four. Do you think so? They love it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, Aunt Chrissy, I mean, there's, I think there's an important role to play with aunts and uncles. And I do, I'm one of those guys who believes that it takes a village to raise a child. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't, if my child's, you I know, putting parents, his tongue in the electrical socket. I think parents do it. I think grandparents maybe do it more to the parents of the. Oh, my God, you know, drives yeah, me to fucking Try to crazy. tell how to raise them. Here's my mom. Ready? <laughs> this is, this is the conversation. Hello. Hey, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi. You know what? I just saw Matias running down the hallway, and you know what? 
I think he's got one of those, what do you call them? The hook legs? I think he's got hook oh legs. And I'm like, what? The fuck is hook legs? I don't know. That's what they used to call it when I was a kid. It's hook legs. It's when your leg is ingrown like this it's to the left. And then you have to take him to the hospital. And I'm like, mom, my kid doesn't have a hook leg. I think so. And I'm like, mom, why? What is hook leg? I don't know. I just saw it. And I think he's just running kind of funny. You might want to take him to the hospital. I'm not going to take him to the fucking hospital, mom, over this. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. No, he, he just has yeah, yeah. Great. Now you planted that seed. <laughs> that's right. Every time that my mom comes over, when she leaves, my son has six more diseases that he didn't have before she showed up in the door. And it's in my head rolling but around. He, like, oh, shit. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Is my kid going to die? Maybe. It's a, it might be possible. Here's, an, here's the other one. Ready? Watch this. You know what? It's Matthias's birthday coming up. Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, great. Uh, Irving wants to get him something. Maybe he can give him a couple hundred dollars so he can go to a speech therapist oh my so he can learn how to talk correctly. I'm like, did you did you just say you want my son to go to a speech therapist? I mean, if you want to. I watched this television show and and the young lady, they have two different, they speak two different languages in the house and she can't talk correctly because of that. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, mom. Oh my gosh, is mom, she getting him a gift card my kid for is- a speech therapist? Yeah, to a speech therapist, like <laughs> no Amazon go, for him. He's fucking two. What could what 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 words is he possibly missing in his vocabulary? He says this, that, please, thank you, and he says them in a couple different languages. I don't amazing. understand what's wrong. I wish it's amazing. But Hoadley, I tell you what, and then the whole dinner time, I'm just sitting there Googling how much, how many words my fucking child should be saying and in what order. I'm like getting all nervous. I know. It's, I plant the seed. Yeah. It's, it's insane. First of all, it's, it felt rude. Listen, I love my mother, but, and you know, you know, we have a, a loving relationship, but I call it like I see it. And I just don't care for every time my mom comes over, my son has a new disease that's got to be fixed. She is not making me feel better about my parenting skills. She's making common, me feel awful. I think that's a common thing, Brian. I've certainly heard that I know. from others, I know. including my mom, about my grandmother when I was younger. You know, it's just, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's the... She was, yeah, your mom, it, 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 I, I guess. And I've heard this from friends before, too. You know, I know, about what my grandmother would be saying. I know, I, I know. I try and give her a break. Very... Much so, and I think you know my mom was kind of like, "Well, why didn't she do that with me?" <laughs> Maybe I don't know. There's so many different intricate, <laughs> complex relationships, that complex with familial psychology going on in there. That's and why I, I love the it, ant position. I ant position is good. Ant position just rolls. It's in, like you're like the Switzerland. Tickles. Yeah, you're like the Switzerland of family members. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Here's the other one. Hi, Brian. Here she calls me the other day, right? Brian. Yes, Mom. I I just remembered that the other day I saw a rash on Matthias's foot. I think it might be gout. (laughs) Like gout. (laughs) Mom. Do you think my son is drinking rum at two years old? Why the fuck would he have gout? I don't know. I just heard it on Judge oh, Judy. Maybe he or has Dr. Gout. Phil or one of them. Dr. Oh, Phil. That's the worst. the worst. I wish my mom would turn off fucking they Dr. Phil. Turn a, off Dr. You're Phil. At a certain age, you're watching Dr. Phil and getting your information Why? from him. Or who's the other one with the pointy ears? The uh, 
Uh, oh, the doctor. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Oz. Oh, God, he's the worst. He'll tell you, like, crystals will solve, you know, crystals will cure your cancer. It's like, dude, yeah. you are a quack. Yeah, he's the worst. Dr. Oz is, and the thing about Dr. Oz is, listen, I, wa I have watched Dr. Phil over the years. Sure. He's a very, he, at times, at least at first, when I when his show first came on, he seemed like a very right. pragmatic and commonsensical kind of guy. He just kind of cut through the bullshit Oprah, and would just tell you. Oprah endorsed yeah. him. Oprah, yeah. And I, so for a minute there, she I was like, oh, that guy's kind of. Herself from him <laughs> <laughs> Except for that check she keeps getting from his television right. show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oprah's in that Oprah money. And that's a whole different universe. And Dr. Phil, by the way, Dr. Phil has like the number five most popular podcast in the world. God. I had no idea. It's called like Phil Talks or Bullshit Phil or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Full of Phil. I don't know what it's called, but it's it, it's crazy. But Dr. Phil, at first I was like, okay, this guy's got some commonsensical things to say. And it just turned into trash TV mm -hmm. instantaneously. It seems like as soon as Jerry Springer got off air, all of the guests went over to the Dr. Phil show. And Dr. Phil was all too happy to take them on. And now I can't watch it. First of all, I have to say this. So my mom watches this show 24 hours a day. If Dr. Phil or Judge Judy is on, my mom is watching it. Like, it doesn't matter what channel. She's going to find it. She's got it on rotation. She finds this Dr. Phil or Judge Judy, and she just, the, the world revolves around these two human beings. And I kind of feel for my mom a little bit. Because there's only so much of that bullshit that you can listen to before your brain just starts to rot out. Dr. Phil has a commercial every three minutes on his television show. If you, I was over at her house one day watching. Every three minutes, there is a commercial. You can't even get through a full segment without another commercial, another commercial, another commercial. Mm -hmm. They must be making a fucking killing on that guy's show. Yeah. How many commercials they stuff in there. Mm -hmm. He has sold out. <laughs> I have to say that, Dr. Phil. You have sold out. I would love. Dr. Phil was on Joe Rogan, and I thought it was a fascinating interview because it just let me know how full of fucking shit Dr. <laughs> Phil really is. He's fucking crazy. Yeah. I Do you watch 90 Day Fiance? I don't. I know you've brought that up to me a couple times, and I have not watched it. I, I, do I need to put this on my rotation of 100,000? Yeah, I think so. Jeff's going to kill me. 100,000 other shows. Yeah, I know. I know. We get, we give you, I give you something HGTV to watch every 15 seconds. At this point, I can't do that. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe that's because it, part of my job has to do with, you know, dealing with home building. And so for me, it's like going. You have your own street. Don't forget. I have my own street and stoplight. I don't know if you remember that, but I do have my own stoplight. <laughs> my street. It's my street. <laughs> so. I 90 Day Fiance is this television show that comes on the Learning Channel TLC, which I don't know what learning we're doing anymore yeah, on that well, channel, but they still have learning the name. a yeah. long time ago. Long time ago. On that. <laughs> <laughs> when when they figured out that learning wasn't paying the bills, they changed their tune real quick. But about eight or nine, maybe uh, no, probably about seven years ago, TLC started running this little program. It was maybe like five episodes called 90 Day Fiance. In case you aren't familiar because you don't live here in the United States, you can come into the United States on what's called an engagement visa or a fiance visa, which basically means that you propose to your girlfriend or your boyfriend, they become your fiance, and then they are allowed to come into the United States for 90 days in order to see if you get married. And if you get married, you're here legally, then you get a green card. And if you don't get married, then the person has to go back to their country. <laughs> and that's <laughs> 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 
show of this? Oh, Lord. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> They've made a television show of this, and man, is it fucking entertaining. I'll tell you what, it's pure entertainment, Holy. You have to watch this television show because there are lots of people, I'm sure, that get the engagement visa every year. I don't know how many of them are given. Maybe let's call it 100,000. I'm sure that 950,000 of those people are pure, perfectly level-headed, fine human beings. But they find the 12 every year that are completely off their rocker and are just – it's just a shit show from the beginning. And they <laughs> take every them. minute of it. <laughs> the is making a career out of identifying mentally ill people and putting them on television. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, not all of them are mentally ill. I actually like some of them. I think some of them are interesting. And the reason why it was interesting to my, at the time, girlfriend and I, who's now my wife, Astrid, is because we took a similar path. We didn't get an engagement visa. We actually got, we decided to get married while she was visiting one time. And that's how she's here in the country legally. Uh, but it's interesting because it hits close to home. Sure. Holy, I would tell you that all of this is just gold. So there's this guy <laughs> on 90 Day Fiance. His name is, I don't, David, I think is his name. He's an older gentleman. He's probably in his late 50s. He obviously has been watching too much Star Trek for his entire life and has just missed the boat on dating, sex, or any of that other stuff. So David gets on one of these Russian websites. And this is how the Russian website goes. Ready? He's the getter. I get on the, the web. getter of the fiance. He He's the getter of the fiance. <laughs> Correct. He lives here. She lives in Russia. Got it. He... Seven years ago, seven years ago, opens up a communicate, gets incommunicado with a woman in Russia via a website. This is how the website works. You join the website, you pay $500 to be a part of the website. You then get access to the profiles of the women that are on the website living in Russia or Ukraine or wherever. Most of them young, most of them beautiful. So you can imagine that most of the men are the exact opposite sure. of whatever young and beautiful is. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Correct. <laughs> So, okay. So this guy, David, I hope we're not who, in my opinion, would be our fans out there who are on Russian dating websites. <laughs> Listen, God bless you if you're on a Russian dating website. Just don't do it like this because this is obviously a complete scam. But okay. So David then has to pay a fee for every word that he communicates to this woman on this MySpace-like website, and then he has to pay for every word she, in return, sends back to him. They are not communicating outside the website. She refuses to give him a phone number or, an, or a legitimate address or a text message or anything. She only wants to communicate Smart inside girl. of the website. Smart girl, that's right, because you know she probably owns the fucking <laughs> website and she's making $600 every time they communicate. I was just thinking we're in the guy, business, Brian. Totally. I don't even understand how, learn I mean, this guy, also, he's, he's like, he's well to do. So he has actually made a career for himself. He is a guy who has actually taken the brains inside of his head and used them and applied them to make himself some money over time. Now I'm saying everybody who makes money is smart because that's not true, but I am saying that it would appear that the guy has some, has a head on his shoulders but he just cannot be convinced by anybody for any reason under any circumstances that this girl is taking him for a ride when he has to pay a dollar, basically, for every word that he says on this website. And that's the only way that they communicate. He goes over there to Russia, not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, but seven <laughs> times he goes over to Russia. And six of those times, 
she says she's going to meet him and never oh, does. Playing hard to get. Play, the, <laughs> the old. Playing hard to get. I like it. And that's how David looks at it. He's like, she's sassy. I'm coming back. <laughs> Yeah. One time her brother died. The next time there's, you know, a snowstorm and wherever she lives in, you know, Gravatovich or whatever. And then the the last time time, she just needed money. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) When she showed up, she actually needed money. She wanted to get some of those presents. The time before he actually met her, the reason why she couldn't meet him is because her nephew had a hockey game that she had to go to. So David travels. 16 hours on a plane to go to Russia to meet this young lady and she can't show up because her nephew has a hockey game. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? With a film crew. He didn't just do it. He's with a film crew. Is this correct? (laughs) (laughs) He's with a film crew. That's correct. But he still doesn't get it. He still shows up the seventh time. She actually shows up the seventh time. And when she shows up, he gives her not only an engagement ring, but he gives her a brand new iPhone 11. And he says to her over dinner, and by the way, she won't kiss him. She won't touch him. She looks disgusted by the man, right? Because she is disgusted by the man. She's just here to get money. So he hands her the cell phone and he lovingly says, this is so you and I. And let me give you an example of what happens when he gets close to her. Don't do that. (sighs) Don't don't do that. <laughs> Stop. Horribly. Don't do that. He he's like his lips start smacking. He's like he looks like an alligator ready to eat a dead chicken. He is absolutely he I, I don't know, he's sexually assaulting her just by being near oh. her. It's just gross. It's fucking disgusting. He gives her the cell phone and he said this is so we can communicate clearly. Oh. And he puts a translation service on the phone. Well, after he leaves Russia, she says she can no longer work the phone because her nails are too long. She'd like to go back to the website. <laughs> She'd like to go back to the website and start communicating. <laughs> this show is brilliant. It's brilliant. It's like, I, I don't know what you do, TLC. I don't know what magic you put on this television show, but I just cannot get enough of it. I mean, it's lighthearted entertainment at best. Oh, I have to and watch it's a good it thing now. And now Jeff is actually going to kill me when I start watching this. <laughs> He's going to actually start killing me. He's going to be like, you got to stop doing this stupid fucking podcast. You're taking up all my television time. You're taking up Monday nights, Thursday nights, Saturday mornings. <laughs> and you have two listeners, two. <laughs> Oh, my God. Wow. Let me give a shout out to a couple of countries that have been listening over the last week. That includes the United Federation of Russia. We actually have a few listeners in Russia, and I welcome you on board. And um, no, I'm not going to pay you to talk to you. So just, <laughs> no. Okay, keep listening. probably some women out there. But keep listening. Yeah, keep listening. Uh, also, Uruguay. We have some listeners in Uruguay. Welcome aboard. And then there is a... A very special country that I want to say hello to. And if you are truly listening to this program, then I know you've gotten a hold of it somehow, some way outside of the norm. And I absolutely welcome you aboard. And that is the country of Iraq. Yes, we're all inclusive. We have some listeners in Iraq. We are all inclusive. I love it. Absolutely. We're international. Well, I know that the situation in Iraq is 
Yeah, and I don't, you know, I don't know who's listening or why they're listening, but I know the situation in Iraq can be hairy. So if you're listening to this particular episode, I know, you know, I don't know if it's multiple people or one person or whatever. I can't tell that. All I can tell is I can see that someone is listening from a particular country. It has to do with the statistics back on our hosting site. But if you're in Iraq and you are listening, write us, you know, get on the contact page and, and write us a letter. We'd love to talk to you. I'd love to get someone from Iraq. Absolutely. Uh, and I think we have, a have to figure out what daily life is. I think we have a special German listener, too. I would like to send a shout out to, if I may. A fan of the show that wrote to Please us. do. <laughs> a fan Please of the show do. that wrote to us and really loved me laughing at Brian's stupid jokes. <laughs> what, what did he call you? Hoodley. No, what, what was it? Okay, by that. It was not Hoodley. It was uh, Hody. Hody. It's an honest mistake. Hody, Hody. It's an honest, honest mistake. I love it. It's an honest mistake. Put an L in there. You're almost, you're getting close. Hody. <laughs> we welcome all of our international listeners. TCBpodcast.com is where you go to listen to all the episodes, read the show notes, find out more about us, drop us an email, and we will respond on a special episode in the future. Follow us on social media at The Commercial Break on IG. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, go ahead and like our page, join our page. Please subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and leave us a review. It's like a podcast hug. Uh, make sure you go to the Contact Us page if you want to be a part of the newsletter. You can just drop us a line with your email and say, I want to be a part of the newsletter. And every month we'll give you an extra hour of content that we do not air on the regular broadcast channels. Hodley, I love you. I love you, Brian Green. I do like spending this time with you. This has this is this is fun. Is I, so I do have to fun. say this. I really love it. I'm yeah. so glad you um, started this and invited me to be your uh, cohort along the way. Couldn't be more happy that you're here with us. I look forward to many, many, many more episodes. So, from Chrissy and I to all of you in the international, all over the world, in every country that has been listening, I say this in Estonian to you. I say cheers in Estonian to you. Cheers in Estonian is cheers. <laughs> so there you go. I will say salute. Salute. Bye. Talk to you Bye. soon. See you next week. <laughs> Email us at thecommercialb at gmail.com. Find us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Commercial Break. New episodes drop every Wednesday. We can be found on Spotify, iHeartMedia, Apple, Google, and all major podcast providers. The Commercial Break is a great middleweight production. Written and produced by Brian Green. Co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley. <laughs>